listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with me, Jade Elliott, where we talk all things pregnancy, children, and parenting. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV 2 News podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health. All right, you're listening to Baby Your Baby podcast, and I'm joined by Emily Hart Hayes, certified nurse midwife with Intermountain Healthcare. Thanks for being with us. Yeah, happy to be here. Thank you. And we're talking today about gestational diabetes. Right. So, first, let's kind of fill everyone in on what that really is. Yeah, gestational diabetes is diabetes that happens in pregnancy. So, it's not somebody who's already has the disease, but somebody who develops it as part of their pregnancy. So you don't have to have diabetes to then in turn get gestational diabetes. Correct. It's kind of open for anyone to get. Right. Someone who can be, doesn't have diabetes going into pregnancy, but then develops it as part of that process. How common is it? Um, the CDC says that, that about between 2 and 10% of pregnancies are affected by gestational diabetes. So if a, a mom is to then get gestational diabetes during her pregnancy, kind of what happens during that course? Yeah, so what happens in pregnancy is the hormones of pregnancy can alter the body's uh, processing of blood sugar. It changes our insulin levels, and, and that's a normal process. Insulin is the hormone that our body uses to regulate blood sugar. In gestational diabetes, that process kind of goes off kilter, and the body's cells aren't able to utilize insulin and be able to use blood sugar normally, and that results in high levels of blood sugar for these moms. Everything kind of goes off kilter when you're carrying a baby, right? <laughs> That's true. That's absolutely true. <laughs> so talking about some new research about gestational diabetes and what causes it. Right, so gestational diabetes is a, a process of high blood sugar in the body, right? And uh, type 1 and type 2 diabetes are that same process. And so there's some research, recent research, that's looking at what causes this in certain pregnant women. Some women, it might be the start, maybe how the cells utilize that insulin, that's that hormone that regulates blood sugar, um, versus maybe where maybe it starts in the pancreas, which is what is, produces insulin in the body. But there are things that women can do to help either not get gestational diabetes or if they do have it to kind of maintain it and diet and exercise are big factors in that. Absolutely. So the first thing that any woman can do to prevent diabetes in her pregnancy is to start out her pregnancy at a healthy weight and get lots of regular exercise and eat a healthy diet. These things are absolutely important, especially exercise, because exercise helps the cells in the body prime to be able to utilize insulin normally. So now let's talk about how you're tested for it. And I remember this um, going through my pregnancy mm -hmm. and taking the glucose test. And I thought I did everything right. I fasted, I did what I was supposed to do, but apparently I was right on the edge because <laughs> I blame a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Mm -hmm. Jelly will be a That I ate the night before uh, because I tested and then had to retest. Mm -hmm. So talk a little bit about how that test works and, and what women need to know. Yeah. So in normal pregnancy care, almost everyone will have this test mm -hmm. uh, about the between 24 and 28 weeks along, so right before the beginning of the third trimester. 
And the test uh, involves drinking a sugary drink that's got a set amount of sugar in it, of glucose in it, and then we draw the blood and test the glucose level one hour later. And it tells us, how did your body handle this glucose load? Did it overwhelm it or did it handle it just fine? Um, the test is a screening test. It doesn't diagnose a woman with gestational diabetes. Mm -hmm. And so it's designed to cast the net wide and there may be some women who don't have diabetes that have a slightly elevated test, but then we say, we need to do another test to really diagnose this. And that was me. Yeah. So I did end up doing it twice. And I will say, ladies, I would recommend the orange flavored ah. sugary drink. That one seemed <laughs> to be the best one. <laughs> um, so talking about that test that, and kind of what you need to do leading up to it, clearly I did it wrong. And I ate a peanut butter and jelly sandwich on the cusp of my 12-hour fast. Sure. So talk about maybe some of the better options for, yeah. for pregnant women to eat before that test. Yeah. So that first test, that one-hour test. We actually don't recommend fasting. You can eat your regular diet unless your regular diet is Fruit Loops and pancakes with syrup all the time. Or peanut butter jelly sandwiches, <laughs> which is what I craved. So I always, some people, some clinicians say, eat your regular diet. This is not meant to be a fasting test. We want to know what your normal body process is like. But many recommend restricting sugary foods that morning before the test. So I always recommend people wake up, eat a breakfast of protein and whole grains, maybe eggs and whole wheat toast. Don't eat pancakes with syrup. Sure. Don't eat maybe even a yogurt that has kind of a lot of sugar added sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh, a peanut butter and jelly right. sandwich. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> but sometimes people do all of those things and they might still have an elevated one hour test and it doesn't mean you did it wrong. Sure. <laughs> uh, so back to that test and it coming back positive. Yeah. What happens then and, and what does it mean then if you do have gestational diabetes? Yeah. So that one hour test says, ooh, this is a person we want to look a little bit more closely. And so we recommend a, an additional test. It takes longer, it takes three hours, it is fasting. It's not, it's a little more unpleasant, I'll say. A little more, yes. If a person then has a positive three hour test, that tells us that she has gestational diabetes. And so talk about some of the warning signs then. If you are diagnosed with gestational diabetes, mm -hmm. some of those warning signs that people should look out for. Yeah. The thing about gestational diabetes is it doesn't usually come with symptoms. So some people think, well, I don't have any signs of diabetes, so I, I don't need to be tested. But really, most people don't have any symptoms when they're diagnosed with diabetes. So that's why it's so important to get that regular prenatal care mm -hmm. and to do routine testing. So for a lot of these women who are diagnosed with gestational diabetes, they've never had to manage anything like this before. Yep. So what do they need to do to manage it? And what happens if they don't manage it properly? Yeah, that's a great question. So women who are diagnosed with gestational diabetes, they'll often meet with a nutrition counselor and learn about how to follow a diabetic diet, learn how to count those carbs, learn how to limit those simple sugars or simple carbohydrates and eat plenty of protein, fresh vegetables. Exercise is so important in managing blood sugar. A lot of people really focus on that diet, but even a 30-minute walk every evening can really help manage and keep those blood sugars in the normal range. So I think a big question that a lot of people probably have, again, going back to the fact that this isn't something that they've been used to managing and yeah. isn't something that they've had. And the big question is, if I get gestational diabetes, Am I then in turn after my pregnancy going to have regular diabetes? Right, that's a good question too. 
Women who have gestational diabetes are at risk for developing type 2 diabetes later in life. In fact, up to 50% of women who experience this during pregnancy will go on to develop diabetes later. It might be a few years later, it might be right away, or it might be 10 years down the line. That's one of just one important reason to mm -hmm. follow up with your midwife or your doctor after your baby's born because we do routine testing once the pregnancy is over. We want to see how's your body managing this glucose now that it's I think back to normal is kind of a not necessarily a the word I right, would use, but term. no longer pregnant. Right. Yeah, back to normal, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then so we've talked about the mother and the management there and what can happen with gestational diabetes. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the baby. Yeah. What are the effects on the baby when the mother has gestational diabetes? Yeah. So babies who are born to moms who have gestational diabetes, they're more likely to grow big. So we, we consider that greater than nine pounds if it's a baby that's full term. Um, that can cause complications during birth, including causing some birth injuries. These babies also, because they're used to this higher level of sugar, after they're born, their bodies don't know how to process this anymore because they don't have that coming in anymore. Mm -hmm. And they can have a drop in their blood sugar and experience symptoms of what we call hypoglycemia or low blood sugar. Um, gestational diabetes that's uncontrolled really can be very, very bad for pregnancies and, and it even increases women's risk for stillbirth. So it's really important that if this is, that we screen for it, that if somebody is diagnosed, that we manage it, keep those blood sugars in control and get regular prenatal care. Absolutely, and, and again, it is all about management and, and listening to your body, making sure that you're doing what's right, and not only for you, but for your baby as well. Uh, anything else that you feel like uh, moms, pregnant women should know about gestational diabetes? Yeah, that's a, I, one thing I think it's important to know is that sometimes, many times we can manage this with diet and exercise and we don't have to take any extra medication. Uh, other times women can be doing everything right, like you were saying that you did, <laughs> And yet, we still see elevated blood sugars. And for these women, we do recommend medication, sometimes insulin, sometimes they take an oral medication. But really, it's important that they do have that medication if we're not able to manage that. You know, I've had experiences where patients were worried that if they had to take insulin during their pregnancy, that they might need that forever and that it was going to make their body dependent on that. And that's definitely not the case. Some, often this resolves once the pregnancy is over and hopefully it can be an opportunity to identify this is something that I'm at risk for so these are really important in my life to, to take steps to change this and reduce the chances of developing that chronic disease of diabetes. Right, and continuing to management or manage it. Um, another question I have for you real quick. If you get gestational diabetes during one pregnancy, mm -hmm. are you automatically going to get it during another? No, not necessarily. It certainly is a risk factor. So if you've had gestational diabetes in a previous pregnancy, or if you've had a baby that was large, greater than mm -hmm. nine pounds in previous pregnancy, those are some of the risk factors that tell us, oh, this person might develop this, or is, is, is higher chances of developing at this time. But sometimes people have made lots of changes in their life after the first pregnancy, right? Maybe they've they were overweight or obese going into their first pregnancy, but they really took that as a wake-up call and made some changes. Mm -hmm. So if they go into their second pregnancy normal weight, they exercise regularly, they have a diet that's rich in whole grains and vegetables and low in sugar and low in saturated fats, then 
we, we could have the next pregnancy develop completely normally without the disease. So it could even go either way. Mm -hmm. you, your first pregnancy, you could have gestational diabetes. Your second, you might not. Correct. Or vice versa. Absolutely. The first, you might not. The second, you might. Yeah. Or however many else there are after that, right? Right. All right. Thank you so much uh, for everything today and all of your tips and advice uh, when it comes to gestational diabetes and keeping uh, the moms and babies safe and healthy. Emily Hart-Hayes, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for joining me, Jade Elliott, and our guest for this week's Baby Your Baby podcast. If you have a topic that you'd like our Baby Your Baby experts to discuss, leave us a comment and don't forget to subscribe. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 news podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health.